And you know, the longer I live, the longer I walk on this Christian faith and this Christian journey, the more I realize, wow, there is so much in this world that I have not got a clue of why things happen. The more I'm on this Christian journey, the more I question God. The more I ask, why? God, why? But I'm sure the number one question when I get to heaven is, God, why did you allow injustice to happen to people who did not have a chance? But yet, the more I I, I walk on this Christian journey, the more I realize that the very heart of God is not just to neglect these people, not to neglect these people who, who do not have a hope. In fact, the more I, I get to know God, the more I realize He is very active in making sure that these people do find justice in this world and there is no injustice. And I believe that the heart of God is to reach out to those who can't help themselves. And we saw in that video before, we saw so many different people who cannot help themselves. And I believe that God's heart is to reach out to those people who can't help themselves. And I believe that this is the gospel in a nutshell. That God came down to earth to save people who could not save themselves. And even though those people have so much, we also are people who could not save ourselves. You see, we were dying in our sin. All of us, we've sinned and we've fallen short of God's standard. And we could not help ourselves. But Jesus came to earth to help us and help to forgive us of our sins. So the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is all about Jesus doing all he can to help those who can't help themselves. And through that, God gave us an avenue to experience new life, to experience hope. And a life that is not bound by sin. But I also believe this morning that God has created the church for a reason. And the church wasn't just created so that we could just come together and we can sing a few songs, hear a nice little sermon, then go home and have some Sunday lunch. I believe that the church was created to be the very hands and feet of Jesus Christ in this world. And if you have your Bibles this morning, if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25, it says that in verse 34, it says, Then the king, which is God the Father, will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you for the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you, and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or, and, and fed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? Then the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it for the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. Then the king will turn to those on his left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into an eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you did not feed me. I was thirsty and you did not give me anything to drink. I was a stranger and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison 
and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer and he will say, I tell you the truth. When you refused to help the least of my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. You know, in my life, I often question a lot of things. I was one of those kids when I was growing up. I was like, why? Why does this happen? Why does that happen? Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? And I think so often today in in, in the church, we often do that. We question, why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why is this happening in my life? Why is that happening in my life? Why is there so much injustice in the world? And we start looking at the problem instead of looking for the solution. And so I believe this morning that God is challenging, has challenged me to stop asking the why questions and instead asking the how questions. For example, instead of asking why does God allow injustice in the world, I believe God has challenged me to start saying how can I, how could I allow injustice and indifference in this world? Instead of asking, why is there so much pain and suffering in this world? I believe God is challenging me to say, how can I help find a solution to stop the pain and suffering in the world? You see, I believe that the church of Jesus Christ has been entrusted with the task of being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in a dark world. And what that means is that we as a church should help those who can't help themselves. And so this morning, I want to ask a what-if question. What if the church stopped asking the why questions? What if we here at Generation Church started asking the how questions? What if the people of the church started to grasp hold of what the heart of God really is, and that is to help those who can't help themselves? What if our hearts started to break for those people around us? The people that we see every day. You know, when we go down to Baltimore and we see those homeless people, do our hearts break for them? When we see a family that is in crisis, do our hearts break for them? The majority of the time, our hearts don't break for them. But if we want to be a church that has the same heart as the heart of God, then our hearts need to start breaking for these people. So instead of asking why, let's ask how. You see, this world has been, has been tarnished so much by sin and our sins that injustice has just become a reality. You know, I ask myself at times, how can the rich walk past homeless children and feel nothing? When I was in India, I saw rich people walk past homeless children and feel nothing. How can that be? How can a Western world like Europe and, uh, and, and North America watch on TV scenes, uh, scenes of people in Africa who have no clean water and yet we just flip the channel? How can hundreds of thousands of children in the United States not even have a home to live in? But yet, we don't reach out to them. And the reason is, It's not because we're just bad people. It's because we are people who are so tarnished by sin in our lives that we become very selfish. That's the human nature. That's who we are as humans. But today I want to say, how can we as a church stand by and let this happen? 
How can we look at lives and different people in our community who are suffering or across the world who are suffering and just let that happen? I believe there's a solution. And I believe that God does not just allow injustice in the world, but God has given a solution. And that solution is the church of Jesus Christ. And if the church of Jesus Christ just comes together, and we come together and we act together, then we can take injustice out of this world. Did you know that in the United States of America, if every church just adopted one child, one child per church, there would be no more orphans left in the United States. No more. If, one, if each church just adopted one child. There's so much that we can do as a church. And I believe that we are the solution. And this is what I believe the solution is. You know, God gave a prophecy to a man called Isaiah. And this is what he said to Isaiah. He said, what makes you think that I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord. I'm sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to pray through the courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath, and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual feasts. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For the hands are converted with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Then listen to this. He says, learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. And fight for the rights of widows. Imagine. Could you imagine if this, in this world, if the church of Jesus Christ started to do, learn to do good instead of allowing evil? Imagine if we as a church, we sought justice in an unjust world. Imagine if we as a church started helping the oppressed in an oppressive world. What if us as a church, we started to look after the orphans in a fatherless world? What if the church cared for the widow in this lonely world? Then I believe that this world will see the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. This world will turn to a loving God and receive the gift that he gives, which is a gift of life and a gift of salvation for all of eternity. You see, I don't believe that God just allows injustice in this world. I believe that God does all he can to stop scenes like we saw on the screen. But I believe that God has entrusted us as a church to do it. And I want to leave you today with a challenge. To think about what you can do and what we can do as a church to reach out. What do you really think the church is? Is it a building? Is it just a place of worship? Is it just a social hangout? Is it an institution? Is it a place we just come and sing? Or is it more than this? You know, the book of Amos, which was a small little book, only a few chapters long in the Old Testament, 
right towards the end. In chapter 5 and verse 24, 21 to 25, it says this. And I'm reading this from the message version. It says, I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religion projects. Your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes. Your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? Do you know what I want? And God says this. I want justice. Oceans of it. I want fairness. Rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all that I want. I believe that part of being the church of Jesus Christ is that we should reach out to those who can't help themselves.